Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLM Success Podcast. This is called Unlocking the Determination and Motivation to Win at Network Marketing. And, you know, first I've just got to say, all network marketing companies are not created equal. All network marketing opportunities are not created equal. The company's been around less than five years. There's a 90% chance it's going to be out of business. Uh, the longer a company has been in business, the less of an upside potential exists with that company. Uh, is it possible today to get involved with a legacy company like Shackley, New Skin, Mary Kay, Mel Luca, uh, et cetera, and, and build a six-figure income within three to five years? It's possible if you work your rear end off, you have the right systems in place, you know exactly what you're doing and how you're building your team, and you understand what it takes to create duplicating teams, it's possible. It's not real likely. And the real question, I guess, is why would you want to take on that type of challenge when it's not necessary? But regardless of that, I'm going to share with you in this session, really, uh, how to unlock the determination and motivation to win at network marketing. So we have some of our team members, one of our team members, whose husband has gotten into the t-shirt business and they wanted permission to do a t-shirt for our team and they wanted approval and they asked first, you know, if they could do it. And since they were very first, they will be the one and only people that we will back because they were first and they will be the official t-shirt supplier if there is such a thing of the, of our team. You know, because the last thing I want is having two or 22 people design T-shirts for our team or dozens of people producing buttons and brochures and car signs and anything else for that matter. Whatever brochure, button, bandit sign, car signs or anything else we use as a company or as a team, there should be one design and one design only which is probably a subject that I've already covered in session nine of this podcast when I talked about how to market your products with a button. Uh, those of you that are part of our North America launch team, you know, you know that we have one button and one specific drop card that we use that's congruent with that button. And again, I got off track. So let me get back to my t-shirt story. Uh, they sent me the text that they wanted on the shirt and in the front of the shirt would just say N-A-L-T and then the word leadership. And then on the back, they wanted North America launch team helping team members fulfill their dreams. And then the person's website on the back of their shirt. And I love the idea. And the only thing I said is I would like to add under N-A-T-L leadership, the in parentheses determined to win so the shirt on the front says NAT, natl leadership determined to win so that's really how the subject of this week's podcast uh, unlocking the determination and motivation to win at network marketing came to fruition uh, i'm going to share with you a very subtle awareness and mindset tweak 
that can happen, that can happen for com- if you're already a committed, loyal, and dedicated team member, that, that honestly, this little tweak can take your results to the next level. And hopefully you're going to get tremendous value from this session. I'm hoping this is one that you'll be able to look back and said, that was the one that unlocked it for me. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. So what does it really take to win in network marketing? You know, I sincerely, for me, it is so disturbing for me to say this, but if you ask me how many distributors working in the 2,000-plus network marketing companies operating around the world have really ever taking the time to ask themselves this question and to really think about it. You know, what does it take to really win in network marketing? I would estimate that 98% of the people have never really asked themselves that question or spend too much thought in that direction. Somehow they just land in this profession and then for the next 3, 5, 10, 15 years or more, wander from company to company, following people with leadership titles or products that are not even competitive in the marketplace. You know, they try to find a social club that has people their age that they can hang out in or, you know, they feel that they have people that they can relate to or or maybe uh, they just follow an an upline that will stroke their ego from time to time. Uh, I, I mean, absolutely... It becomes more appalling every week what what's going on in this profession. And unfortunately, you know, when I stop and think about it, this was really kind of what happens in the real world. Uh, you know, I can remember when my middle daughter, Channing, graduated uh, from grad school back in 2016, and I went to the ceremony. And I remember one of the professors told the graduates that the odds of them ending their career where they started rarely happens. And he went on to say they're likely to work in eight to 10 with work for eight to 10 different companies and three or four different industries. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's amazing that they're actually saying this at a college graduation ceremony because it's real. And I can remember, you know, years of years ago trying to communicate people when I first started in the profession, uh, you know, letting people know, look, ladies and gentlemen, manpower services, you know, a temp agency is the number one employer in the world in the United States other than the federal government. And I remember trying to 
communicate to people that the 40-40-40 plan has, was coming to an end, you know, working 40 years for for a company to get to $40,000 a year to retire on 40% of what you couldn't live on anyway. And so most people, even today in the job market, never really ask themselves, what do I want, you know, my corporate career to look like? Where do I want to end up? You know, one of the most important questions that someone asked me when I was at IBM that literally put me uh, on a different path and, and really made a huge impact on my thinking is the guy said, Dale, look at the people above you. Do they have what you want? And I remember thinking to myself, absolutely not. They're, wor- they're working more mandatory overtime. They have more stress and responsibility. And I remember him saying, Dale, that's where you're going. And the quality of our life is always in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. And I would say that 90% of the new distributors entering the, entering the profession today were not looking for a business. They hadn't even thought about a business. So it's, therefore, they don't treat it like a business. I mean, they tried the product, liked it, learned it, learned to love it. Uh, they, they figured out if I become a distributor, maybe I can get the product at a discount and maybe sell some of it and make a few hundred extra bucks a month. That kind of mindset really bothers me. And what's even more bothersome is that people with leadership titles are happy with that mentality and don't even attempt to share the big picture with people that are involved in their program. I mean, how can this be? Is it because people are so happy to have a customer on auto ship that they don't want to do anything to disrupt their $7.20 override next month? I mean, do they themselves not understand the big picture of financial independence and legacy income that this profession can provide? I mean, the greatest opportunity in the history of the world for average people with above average desire has diluted to a little part-time gig to make extra money. How did this happen? By who? By who? It happened, it happened by us. Well, by the profession. And I'm not going to say us. I say it happened by the profession, by you. Because I personally have never had any part of this mentality. I'm going to say it one more time, and it is extremely disturbing. There's over 2,000 plus network marketing companies around the world. Over 2,000. I mean, they're coming and going all the time, as you guys know. And I would estimate that 98% of the people that are involved in the business they're involved in the business. They're distributors. They're IBOs. They're team members. Have never asked themselves, "What does it really take? What does it really take to win in network marketing?" And that's beyond starving, disturbing. But you know, believe it or not, you know, I've been one of the weird guys that's been asking myself this question over and over for over forty years. What does it take for the 27 percent or the average person with above average desire to succeed in network marketing today at this time and place in history in this profession? You know, the fundamentals, the foundation has never and will never change. 
You have to have a very specific system to help new people launch their business. You have to have a customer acquisition system in place. There needs to be a recruiting process, and I believe that needs to be a two-step recruiting process. Play one is to create curiosity. Play two is let them hear the whole story. There needs to be a retention system in place. And mastering these fundamental systems to develop future leaders is the answer. It always has been, and it always will be. Now, the other very important part of this whole process is lead generation. After the initial launch, how are people going to create leads? And lead generation in network marketing has been a constant evolution. And it's really been fascinating to me how many gurus try to say proven lead generation methods of the past suddenly don't work all, you know, that they worked yesterday, but now they don't work because new t- technology is offering new ways to generate leads all the time. Now, does this really make any sense? Now, the old ways that have always worked will no longer work because now we have new technology. No, technology has always been an addition to lead generation methods, not a replacement for. You know, for, for the past 20 years, self-proclaimed gurus have done a great job at removing common sense from the minds of newbies so they can sell them their new training course on new technologies and methods. You know, they've done a great job at creating an old-school, new-school war so they can sell people what they want to sell them. You know, just because they blew it in their war market trying to convince people to buy, sell, or join, or just because they were guilty of prospecting strangers at gas stations or anywhere else does not mean that local lead generation and lead generation methods of the past do not work. It simply means that they never mastered them. So every time I see some self-proclaimed guru talking about, are you tired of blah, 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 and do you are you sick and tired of doing blah, blah, blah? You know, I tried it, and it never worked, and I got my nose bloodied, and people were beating me in the face daily, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, ma'am, sir, just because you never mastered it and you blew it does not mean that they don't work. You know, and, and what I have discovered, you know, that the... The industry has had so much focus in the last 20 years on funnels and hacks and tips and tricks and technology and weird lead generation ideas that it's really, and this is real important, they've paid little or no attention to the core fundamentals that build real teams. I hope you heard that. And I've discovered that some of the best recruiters in the world, the best in the profession, are absolutely the worst at building teams. They can get them in, but they can't keep them in and help them move forward. And you've heard me say hundreds of times, it's not just about getting them in. You have to keep them in and help them move forward towards their goals. So the fundamentals, the foundation has never and will never change. New member launch, customer acquisition, two-step recruiting process, retention system. So yes, you must become a master at generating leads. Leads are important. 
but lead generation alone is not the answer. You know, and I talk in great deal about this in the sequential process to become a master at network marketing lead generation. There's a webinar. You can go check that out if you want. It's over at uh, localmlmleads.com. But here's my point. Right now, there's more to this business than creating leads. Leads are very important, but you have to have the fundamental systems in place to develop those people once they join you. The real product in network marketing is a well-trained distributor. It's the potential future leaders on your team. It's not just about lead generation and, and getting them in. There's so much more to this business than that. And it's something that we've really, as a profession, they've neglected the last 20 years. So what does it really take to win in network marketing? You have got to, you've got to buy in 100% to the wisdom of the ages foundational truth. And that wisdom of the ages foundational truth was actually in the first network marketing book that I ever read by, uh, John, is his first name John, but Mr. Fela. And in, in the book, he said, and this is the foundational mindset that you must build upon. And he said, you must be able to teach Tony how to teach Christina, to teach Ashley, to teach Alan. This is the only way true duplication occurs. And I, this was in the first book that I ever ever read. I think I bought it in, when it first was published. I think it was around 1980 or so. I mean, years and years ago. And the rest of the book, honestly, I don't remember anything about it. It was I wasn't impressed by it. I was impressed by that concept, that mindset, and it was very formative for me early, early in my career. I mean, we're talking about my first year in Shackley here. And again, he said, you must be able to teach Tony how to teach Christina, to teach Ashley, to teach Alan. This is the only way true duplication occurs. And I've talked about that many, many times over the years and hundreds of different trainings and, and seminars and so forth. Today, I'm adding to that just a little bit. I'm tweaking it. And this is what I would say. And this is what I want you to really think about. Because this takes it to a little bit different level. You must be able to learn how. You must be able to learn how to teach Tony. How to teach Christina. To teach Ashley. To teach Alan. You've got to learn how to learn and focus on what you should be learning and ignoring everything else. So what must you learn? You must learn and master the fundamentals. Again, starting new people right, customer acquisition, two-step recruiting process, distributor retention, lead generation. Now, Lead generation has constantly evolved from the day that I have joined this profession. I've watched it evolve over and over and over and over and over and over again. 
And the question you have to always ask is who is the best prospect right now? Who is the best prospect right now based upon a lot of other factors? I mean, based upon the economy, based upon world politics, based upon where the the network marketing business model is, based upon other competitive business models in the market. There's a lot of things to consider when trying to figure out what is the best prospect for my business right now. And, and today, without question, the best prospects are the frustrated network markers on the MLM hamster wheel. Without question, frustrated network markers who have not gotten the the core fundamental training that they so desperately need. You know, so many network marketers have been sponsored and left for dead by people with leadership titles and no vision of creating financial in, financial independence and legacy income. You know, they've not wanted to disrupt, disrupt anything. It's like, okay, I've got somebody, they're on auto ship. I don't want to disrupt my next month's $7.20 override. So I hope you're with me so far because we're going to get kind of deep in this session. You have to understand at different times and different places and different economic situations and different political environments, there's been different markets to really focus on when it comes to where are the best people, where can I find the best people to build my team. Let's assume that you are with a team that provides you multiple proven methods to generate leads. That you have a team that has systems for helping you and your team members launch their business, as well as defined a very well-defined recruiting process. I call it a two-step recruiting process. Uh, you have a distributor retention system in place. And if I'm describing you and your team, be thankful because 95% or more of the teams in network marketing don't have all the pieces of the puzzle in place. Most don't have maybe one or two of the pieces, but they don't have all of them. And if you're missing one of the five fundamental pieces, it doesn't reduce your margin of success by 20%. It's compounded. So you can say, well, there's five critical pieces, fundamental foundational systems. They're each worth 20%. No, it's compounded. And, and what's more important, multiple leech generation systems are important, and they're not even part of the foundation, but they're, they're, they're more important than, than most people really understand that you got you have to have more than one lead generation system. I mean, and if you sit back and you think, well, what's more important, Dale, is lead generation systems are, is that more important than having a, a proven system to launch new members after they join? I mean, what's more important, a team that provides a lead capture page for all your team members that join you at no cost or a team that that offers a ATM page on Facebook or a team that offers a Facebook page where 
uh, t- new team members can get their questions answered almost immediately. I mean, what's what's the most important when it comes to the fundamentals? And and you have to understand all of it is important, and no piece of the puzzle can be left out. I mean, some of you are on teams that your upline doesn't even know the puzzle exists. But let's just assume that you have all the pieces of the puzzle in place. You have a great team, a very supportive culture. You know, there's a lot of people that are supportive, that have awesome supportive cultures, but they have absolutely no, no systems in place. They just love and support each other. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, network marketing leadership anonymous or something. It's, it's unbelievable. But if you're involved, so, but let's say that you do have a very structured system that, that, that is designed to develop future leaders on your team. But if you're involved with the wrong company at the wrong time in history, your odds for success are reduced drastically and any success you do achieve will be hard earned in about one tenth of what it could be. The more credible the company, the longer it's been in business, the less of an upside potential exists with that company. Why would anybody want to argue with that? I mean, the industry is full of six-figure earners that would be seven-figure earners if they had put their time, energy, and work into the right company at the right time in history. I mean, I put five dedicated years into my Shackley business when I first started. And my best year, I made about $60,000. I had a free car on the car program. I got a couple of nice vacations a year that we qualified for. But if I'd put that time, energy, and effort into Herbalife, uh, because that's when Herbalife was starting, or even A.L. Williams, I truly believe because of the timing of those opportunities. I mean, Shackley was a 25-year-old company by the time I got there. And if I'd put my my time, energy, and effort into A.L. Williams or Shackley, I, I truly believe over the next, over that same five year period, based upon the work ethic, I could have earned a quarter million dollars. And who knows where it could have went from that point upward. You know, uh, I mean, a few years after I left, uh, my quarter million dollar a year income to start all over with a startup company down the road. I mean, I knew the risk, uh, but I also knew I had the skill sets and mindsets that I could build it anywhere if I could find a company that I could develop belief in. So when I left a quarter million dollar a year income down the road with National Safety Associates, I mean, everybody around me thought I was crazy. And after I got my first check from that startup company for $700, less than $700, they knew I was crazy. But I ended up earning over ten million dollars in commissions over the next five years. So I'm not I'm not talking from from uh, a theory standpoint. I'm talking from experience. The profession is full of hardworking people. 
that love their organizations and will do anything to help them. But unfortunately, the majority of these real leaders that really care about people are missing major pieces of the puzzle or worse, working with the wrong company at the wrong time in history. And if I'm talking about you, please understand, I'm not trying to upset you. It makes no difference to me one way or the other. You can disagree with the facts or not. I mean, I understand that people fall in love with their companies and love to talk about, you know, I found my lifetime company. I found my lifetime company. And if you're making $250,000 plus a year, I think that mentality is a really good mentality to have. I really do. And, and boldly, you know, say, I found my lifetime company. But if you're not, I mean, that's probably a very foolish mindset to have. I mean, I had a, a, a girl tell me that last week. I found my lifetime company. I said, awesome. How long you been there? And she said, seven months. I said, that's great. How's your income doing? She said, I'm almost in profit. I'm almost in profit. But she's found her lifetime company. That's a real foolish, foolish thing to say. So... You know, to give yourself a chance at achieving your full potential, the stars have to line up. They just do. Uh, if one of the stars is missing, your upside potential doesn't diminish. There's four stars, and if one is missing, it doesn't diminish 25%. It's compounded as well. I mean, but you've got to have a category creating product. You have to have the right ownership, the right compensation plan, and you need to be part of the right team. And if you don't have those things, and if you don't have the fundamental systems in place, you're just drastically uh, decreasing your odds for success. And those of you that don't know, I've talked about four stars a lot on this podcast, but if you've never seen that training, it's really worth taking a look at. It's at mlmsuccess.com forward slash the numeral four stars, S-T-A-R-S. And, you know, if, if again, if I'm talking to you, say, well, Dale, you know, and, you know, I've been with this company 11 years and I'm not at, you know, a quarter million dollars yet, but I believe in it. And if I'm talking to you and you haven't seen the four-star training, you really do need to open up your mind and take a serious look. Uh, I would give anything if somebody had shared it with me when I first started. I mean, I w- I'm so thankful that I understood when I first started that, Dale, you've got to be able to teach Tom how to teach Mary to teach Ashley to teach John or whoever. I understood that concept and so glad I had that early. I wish I'd had the four stars training early. I really do. But you have the chance. So go check it out. MLMsuccess.com forward slash four stars if you haven't seen it yet. Okay, I've shared all this. You've got to have a big picture mindset a legacy income mindset, a financial independence mindset. You've got to think big, not think, you know, piddly part-time side gig income. And as leaders, we have to help people see the big picture. So I've talked about that. I talked about the four systems that must be in place for you to plug into. And I've talked about you've got to have 
the right opportunity at the right time in history where the four stars have lined up. Now, let's assume that you have all this in place. All of this. And I know there's not too many of you do, but some of you do. And let's assume that you have all this in place. What is the last piece that must fall into place? And honestly, it's really what I wanted to share with you in this session. And I call it, again, unlocking the determination and motivation to win at network marketing. Throughout this year, I've been very fortunate to observe team members who have unlocked the determination and motivation to win in network marketing. I'm talking about people that maybe they understood the concept of four stars lining up. Maybe they understood the concept of unified duplicatable core systems that can be taught where you can teach people to teach people to teach people. Maybe they've always had big dreams for their life and network marketing and they've had everything in place, but the 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 last piece unlocking the determination the motivation and the confidence really to win in network marketing has kind of been the last piece for them and it's been awesome for me because i've seen again so many people that have unlocked this final piece you know network marketing is full of people that understand the mechanics of the systems they've educated themselves they're adequate at creating leads consistently. They're adequate at starting new team members correctly and all the other fundamentals we've discussed up to this point. But for whatever reason, they've not quite yet unlocked the determination, the motivation, and the confidence to win, to just win. Uh, they have the knowledge, but knowledge without Passionate, value-focused action. I've added passionate, value-focused for some of you that will pick up on that. (laughs) But knowledge without passionate, value-focused action leads to self-delusion. And again, I did change that quote up a little bit. So let me ask you a question. Let's assume that everything we've talked about is in place for you. The five core systems are in place to plug into you have a business opportunity where the four stars have lined up. You have a desire to create financial independence and legacy income, and you're willing to work. And if you're not willing to work, none of none of anything that I ever say on this podcast matters because the only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. You know, what did Jim Rohn say? A lot of people get fired up and excited about 300 pounds until they get to the gym. Until the work starts, you know, people say, oh, I'd love to be able to play the piano like Liberace, but Liberace practiced six to eight hours every single day. So the industry is full of people that like to keep their heads in the cloud and talk the talk and how great their team is. But when it comes down to walking the walk and doing the work, they're not willing to do it. So how do you personally unlock the determination, the motivation to win? And I want you to think about when you have had that feeling. When I want you to think about when your confidence has been at its all-time high in network marketing. When would that be? If you had to think about it, when was the point when your confidence was at an all-time high? Maybe after an event. Could it be after you've had a really great month? I mean, but when for you was your confidence at an all-time high? 
And maybe you should just really think about that, even pause the con- the podcast for a minute. I'd like you to really think about when was the last time or when was a time in your career when your confidence was at its highest level. And for me, um, you know, I've had a few of those. And probably the most important for me was uh, at an NSA event in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. And as many of you know, I'd gotten out of the network marketing business model for five years and was working uh, in the insurance business. I ran, I was started as a rep and then I was running the uh, 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 several state area, the great American area. Uh, Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan, Tennessee, uh, had reps running a district. And I ended up getting out of that business just because uh, there was a lot of corporate politics involved. And I got back in the, the network marketing business, and it was with NSA, National Safety Associates. And th- I remember... I'm not going to get into how I was sponsored, but I tell people God sends somebody that was so senile, literally, and I'm not exaggerating, literally a senile human being that would not quit calling me and then promise me that he would quit if I would come to one event, a regional event in Louisville, and I came. And when I was at that event and I saw the incomes that people were generating, I just knew if that person can do it, then I can surely do something here. And I got started. And uh, then about two weeks later, they were having a convention in Memphis. And I felt like I needed to be there. And six of us loaded up in a van and had coolers with peanut butter and and jelly sandwiches and bologna sandwiches and peanut butter crackers. Because I was in a bad shape. I owed the IRS over $50,000 at the time. And I remember going to Memphis, and I remember that first night. And they did an opportunity overview, and I'm sitting there with uh, my wife and four friends uh, that had joined us. And I'm watching this overview, and I was overcome with emotion at a level that is really hard for me to try to explain I mean, I sat there literally during that opportunity meeting and just cried like a baby. Uh, I, I could uncontrollably crying because I knew that I was going to make this happen and that I was right where I was supposed to be. And, you know, we went back home. We went to work, made $10,000 or over $10,000 in commissions our first month, never made less never made less, had months where we were made, you know, over 30000 Uh At the end of the, our first year, it paid off all the debt to the IRS. In 18 months, we were at the top of that compensation plan. And it changed my life. But the, 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 the confidence that I got at that event gave me the energy to do the work. And that was life altering for me. And some of you may have had situations and times like that. 
And my question to you, and this is what I've learned over the years, is what if you could get up every day feeling that way? And I'm telling you, it's possible. It's possible. And I almost will go as far as saying it's necessary if you want to fulfill your true upside potential. I can't say that because it's not really true. Uh, it's not really true. You don't have to have that much conviction, emotion, confidence, energy towards your business every single day. But I can say it makes the, the, the entire journey much easier, so much easier when your when your mindset and your energy level and your confidence and your focus is in the right place. So how do you unlock this determination and motivation to win in network marketing? You know, Jim Rohn said many people are waiting for somebody to drop drop by and fire them up. And then he says, what if they don't show up? A lot of people are just sitting around every day in their business waiting for somebody to drop by and fire them up. What if they don't show up? He also said, you know, you got to be serious. If you're going to build a business, if you're going to build a team, you have to be serious. You don't have to be grim, but you must be serious. And if I ask you, you know, what gets you going? What's your favorite motivational speech? You know, what's your morning routine? What video do you love? What audio do you love? You know, uh, you know, and I could ask you all kinds of questions. And, you know, what songs, what, what movies, and so on and so forth. And, you know, when you get drained from delusional people, what do you do? So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're driving or you're walking your pet or you're doing some type of multitasking right now where you can't focus and write, actually write, just pause this session until you have 15 minutes of focus time where you can think and write. Uh, Just pause this session and come back to it when you can focus and write. But please remember to get back to this as soon as possible because I want to make certain that the time you've invested into this session up to this point provides you with as a positive impact as possible and, and, and that you're rewarded and you get all you can from this particular session. So if you can't find your journal, find a notebook and write right now, then come back when you can. Okay, glad to have you back with us. Or if you were in a situation where you just went and grabbed your journal or a notebook, awesome. Uh, I want you to be ready to really think and write. So, you know, no distractions. Because I'm going to walk you through the five questions. and, And I'm going to share with you my thoughts and what I want you to do is pause the podcast after each session. Pause, the, pause the, the the session after each of the five questions, and just take a few minutes and answer the questions for yourself. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to cover the questions. I'll share some comments. We'll pause it, answer the questions for yourself, and then come back to the next question. And when we get done. You're going to have. An arsenal, an arsenal 
you're going to have some secret sauce for you that will serve you well. I promise. So please participate. Don't just listen. Uh, you know, I can honestly say that every day I get up ready to win. I'm ready to win the day before I get out of bed every day. And when I get drained during the day, which literally happens at least once, sometimes twice, sometimes more, uh, I've learned over time what I must do and what I can do to control my focus and my energy. So the first question is, when you get drained, what can you do to, to, what can you do to control your focus and your energy? And when I was part time and I had the opportunity to come home, I didn't always have the opportunity to come home. Many times I was working 10 hours at IBM. Then I would go take a shower, put on my business suit. And I had appointments usually at seven and one at eight thirty around somebody's kitchen table or at a Denny's back in the day. And, but if I didn't have to work overtime, I could go home. And a lot of times what I would do is if there, if I, I found the spot where I could just lay out for a few minutes and if, I, and I learned how to take these 12 minute naps and, and then when I was, if I did come home before my appointment, I mean, it was always around a 12-minute nap. I think I've probably talked about this in other podcasts. You know, Einstein took 12-minute naps. A lot of people throughout history have. You can probably do some research. There's a lot to be said, not about a 30 or 40 or an hour nap, but a 12-minute nap, and, I've, and they're very effective. But again, you got to figure out what you need to do. And... Again, I understand that some people perceive me to be a stick in the mud, uh, somebody that's not re- really willing to cut up and joke and laugh. But hopefully my family would, I hope they would probably disagree. The, the people, you know, my grandkids and my mom and dad and my brother and sister and people that know me, uh, for, mo- for those that are familiar with the psychological dominant phase concept of adult child parent, uh, I'm a child uh, in my heart. I'm a child, but I have developed and forced myself to develop my adult to a point that it really dominates and, and enables me to stay focused on what matters and to, and to avoid everything that doesn't. I mean, I have a philosophy to work hard and play hard. When I play hard, I don't like to think about business at all. When I'm doing business, I'm focused, I'm serious, which is most every day of my life. And I know it's going to be that way over the next five years, and I've mentally prepared myself for it. Uh, one of the fundamental problems with network mark- the network marketing business model, it's no longer a business. It's really become, in my opinion, just a big social club, a big party. I mean, I remember years ago talking with a company owner who had hired me to speak, and and help him with his three-day company event outline and help create a psychological flow that would build day by day leading up to the finale of the three-day event. And, you know, I'm sitting down and I'm talking with him and his corporate people, and every day he's planning on having a, a band and or an acrobat group or a hypnotist to come in and, and entertain his distributors. That was the, every evening he was having entertainment. 
And I said, I can understand having him entertainment maybe one night, but while three. And he said, well, a lot of my people come just for the entertainment. And my response was, those are the wrong people. Those are the wrong people. That's not who you cater to. That's not who this convention's for. This is for people that are serious and want to progress forward in their life and their business, not people that come to be entertained. And, you know, there is nothing more meaningful for people than to let them hang out with each other in the evenings and talk, get to know each other and hear each other's stories and about each other's families and what brought them to this point in the, in the company at this time and place. I mean, this type of atmosphere will mean more for the growth of the individuals in your company than paying some one-hit wonder band, you know, $20,000 to come in and do a concert for two hours. You know, I would really suggest taking your money uh, that you're going to spend on these three acts and, you know, invest it into having Les Brown or some solid motivational speaker to close out the last day before you make your big announcement of the contest you're planning. You know, but he wanted to announce the changes in the company's plan and and, uh, in the company's compensation plan and their 90-day contest the very first morning. And to say that the psychological flow of that event was a disaster would be an understatement. I mean, he and his corporate team totally disagreed with what I was trying to communicate. And it's like, why did you hire me if you're not going to listen? And to make a long story short, four years later, they were out of business. So today, what I see is companies that are intentionally developing an anti-business culture. Their entire philosophy is centered around keeping people having fun, ignorant, and on autoship. And this type of culture, I mean, it might work for a while, but eventually people start looking for other places to have fun and and other places to focus on business. I mean, they eventually people can distinguish between the two. And and again, it might work out for a few for for a while. I mean, you know, it worked for it works for a while until it didn't work, and now you see what's happened there with the downward spiral they've been on for a few years and you know tlc's fun fridays i mean it may be great for friday but it can not if every part of your culture is anti-business keeping people ignorant having fun and on ownership that will never work so number one when you get drained from delusional people what do you do and what I do provides a strong emotion for me personally. What I do today, uh, but it's probably not going to work for you because you've not had the same personal experiences I've had. So today, what I do is is when I just get main, uh, just drained with delusional people, which happens every day, uh, I just have to stop, stop, take a breath, and and really connect and think about people I've recruited and trained and worked with over the years and the positive ripple effect they've had on their families, communities, and everyone around them and all aspects of their life. You know, I just let my mind think about David Cook and Gordy and Kelly and Brad and Paul Marshall and 
Marsha and, you know, Carol, Big Doll, Greg Stegner, Roger, and on and on. And, and sometimes I'll just think about the people on our team today. I mean, I, I did it this morning dealing with this, this Juice Plus lady. Uh, you know, it's just maddening. And I, and when it was over, I just stopped. I took a breath. I thought about Kamisha down in Miami. And, and that always helps me. <laughs> and that, but I thought, you know, I'll think about Ashley and Alan and Willie and Mississippi and Beth and Kamala and Shelly and Dave and Philip and Tony and at least 40 more who I know are on the same path of others that I've worked with over the years. And then, you know, I, I always, this has been really good. I can think about Christina who almost missed this, who wasn't going to join. And, who's now on track and doing awesome. And I think about her and the fact she's already found, you know, two great people, um, Shirley and Eileen, both who, in my opinion, are on the path and have the potential to have huge careers with us. And, you know, when I think about, you know, I try to communicate to people, your goal is to only find three people a year that want it as bad as you do. And the fact Christina's already found th- already found two of her three, you know, it's very encouraging. When I first started, you know, I just tried to stay focused on the success stories of many others that I'd heard on cassette tapes when I first started. I mean, I had no personal success story yet, and I certainly had nobody on my team that was close. But I had the stories of those that had traveled the road before me that I'd heard on tapes eight hours a day. And even today, you know, Forty years later, I could tell you the story of hundreds of Shackley distributors from back in the day. I can tell you where they lived, where they worked, what they did before, how many kids they have, how long it took them to get the sales coordinator. I mean, I know the stories. I had those to hang on to in my early years. And it's probably one of the main reasons we started this podcast, you know, because I felt like there's not, not any stories out there. You know, I wanted to be able to share with people the success stories of Joy Morris and Stephen Kim and Phil Shuff and many others that had come down the road uh, with me in the past and feature them on this podcast. I mean, when I started this podcast, you know, there was pretty much no success stories in the market. The profession was then and is full of, you know, just self-proclaimed gurus who never really done anything but develop a following who were, you know, spouting stuff online, telling people they got to have a blog if they want to be perceived to be a network marketing professional and a bunch of other ridiculous ideas. Uh, and I just felt like, you know, the industry needed to hear the success stories of people because, you know, the industry's gotten kind of anti-business almost. It's like just stay on auto ship and, you know, hang out with us. We're cool people. And, we're more fun than the ladies at choir practice. And that was kind of the vision. It, 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 it seems to me that most organizations have. So I wanted people to have access to stories from average people with above average desire who made their dreams come true because they were able to get with the right company at the right time in history. So anyway, I've talked way too long on this. This is the first question. Take some time now and answer for yourself. Uh, you know, when you get drained from delusional people, what do you do? I mean, I, and I had someone on our team yesterday say, 
Dell, you know, it really doesn't affect me that much because of the team trainings we do every day. I realize that we're all dealing with the same thing, and it just helps me not to have to, look, to deal with it myself every day. So I don't know what you do, but I want you to think about it. And if you're not doing a specific something, think about what specific something you should be doing. So take a few minutes now and answer the question for you. What can you do when you get drained from delusional people? What should you do? And just pause the podcast right now. Okay, hopefully we're we're back. You've unpaused. You've answered that question. You've written it down in your notebook or your journal. Question number two. This is real important for me personally. Uh, what morning routine can you do that gets you ready to win the day? What morning routine can you do or do you do or how can you make your morning routine more consistent, uh, more systemized? But what morning routine can you do to get yourself ready to win the day? So, you know, basically every day I get up, I wake up, I lay in there and get my thoughts together. I pray. I put myself in a mindset of thankfulness. You know, I haven't had an emergency phone call in the night, so hopefully my my parents and all my family is doing fine. Uh, I'll reach over, and I have a 16-ounce bottle of water that I put on my uh, nightstand, and I'll gulp it down. I gulp down 16 ounces gulp all at the same time. can't remember where I heard that, but for me, it helps me, I, I believe, just in multiple ways from clarity and it just helps. I gulp down 16 ounces of water uh, and then I'll take a minute and I'll visualize and live my dream, my five-year goal. And I try to put as many people in it and, and as much mo- emotion and detail around it as possible. Then in my mind, I'll review it and remind myself what my number one project is that I'm working on that day. Then I think about, okay, what's, what am I going to do my first 30 minutes of work? And once I know what my number one project is, what I'm going to do my first 30 minutes, I come downstairs, I hug Dawn. She's always, she's a real early bird. I hug Dawn, tell her I love her. Uh, and then I'm focused and I start to work and accomplish as much as I can over the next six hours. Uh, the next six hours, uh, my go is to start at six and go to 12. And uh, I, I break up my days in six hour segments. And there's a, there's a YouTube video that Gordy Alderson shared with me the beginning of this year. And I immediately connected with it. And I've been implementing this to the best of my ability. I'm not perfect yet, but I'm getting better, and I love it because my 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 days are broken up into six into three six hour segments. That's the way I sincerely look at it. Uh, the first one is from six to twelve, and that's really when I get most of my important work done. And then the next six hours, I will do usually do outreach, uh, uh, team 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 training you know, group group working together that we're doing with our team for about an hour. And then usually I have phone calls scheduled. Sometimes I'll have one, sometimes I'll have 12 in the afternoon. 
There aren't there are never over 20 minutes, but I will do phone calls usually for the next six hours. And in between that, I'm working on whatever my top project is. And then the last six hours, uh, I'll call my parents, maybe my kids. I work on lead generation uh, throughout the day, all day. And this is becoming more and more my time and dominating more of my time. And I'm going to have to make some adjustments. But I'm answering up to 70, 75 emails daily from our team. Uh, Don, I like to have a date night at least once or twice, maybe more. Uh, during the week, we just go out and just, because she's operating so many other things for us, uh, some businesses that we're trying to sell. So she keeps a lot of other stuff going. And then, you know, my, every night I end uh, visualizing my my five-year goal again, uh, just taking it in with as much emotion and conviction and as I can. And then I pop two RLX uh, supplements or candies from APL Go, and I go to sleep. And that's kind of my whole day. So what's your morning routine? What can you do to get you ready to win every day? And take some time, write this down, spend some time on this. This is real important. What is your morning routine to get you ready to win every day? Pause the podcast and then come back. Number three, this is one of my favorite. What music songs get you focused and fired up? What music and our songs get you focused and fired up? And this is, I don't know why, but it's really important for me. And, and I'm not even sure why, why. I mean, I know that I know the beat of every song from literally thousands of songs from songs from my teenage year. I mean, music really does give me an emotional charge. You know, some people like, relaxing to jazz music, not me. Uh, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't or it's not good, but for me, I like to have a charge. I mean, I can hear a song that I haven't heard in 15, 20 years, and I have so many memories attached to so many songs, and it, it, it affects me differently. But I believe everybody needs a few songs that when you hear them, the first note, you know, your natural reaction is turn it up, turn it up. And, you know, for me, they're different. And if I ask you, what are your top three songs, motivational music that just really gets you going? And it's hard for me to even try to pick them. I mean, I have a praise and worship list that, uh, playlist that, that I play a lot when I feel like I need some spiritual reinforcement. And I, and I love those, those, that music. And then I have a list of about 50 plus songs that just really get me focused and motivated. Uh, some that I've listened, listened to for years and years. Uh, but some are just probably just for me. But if I had to share what mine are, I, I guess number one would have to be Boys Got a Dream. Boys Got a Dream. Uh, the Golds, I think, are the uh, the group that sings that. It was not a popular radio song, but it was played honestly. I think it was originally 
uh, uh, played at different Amway conventions over the yeah Amway conventions over the years. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. The Boys Got a Dream. I love that song. And again, it's probably 30, 40, 50 years old. I don't know, but I love it. And then probably the second song for me right now is uh, Wesley Arms' Legendary. Uh, a lot of people on, on our team say, Dale, that's our theme song. That's our team song. And, you know, I would, I would attend, I would tend to agree with that. I love that song. That gets me going. And then the third one would be really hard to pick. I mean, I've loved the new radicals, Get What You Give, uh, since the first time I heard it. Uh, back in the day, a uh, company that I consulted for and did, I did two events for them every month for about 36 months. I would travel to different city and we do, we do regional events. And they always, for whatever reason, brought me up on stage to ZZ Top, Sharp Dressed Man. So when I hear that now, it kind of gives me a flashback to those good days, good people, good, good company. And then over the years, I've also been brought on the stage many times to BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive, taking care of business. So I love that song, but probably my third favorite, really, because I listened to it so much uh, during the Shackley days. I had it on cassette, and I would listen, rewind it, listen, rewind it, listen when I'm driving home from, you know, somewhere down in Kentucky when I had an appointment scheduled around somebody's kitchen table. And I get there, and I knock on the door, and they won't open the daggone door, and I know they're there. I mean, you talk about frustrating. Working 10 hours at IBM, driving an hour and a half to somewhere in Podunk, Kentucky to, to share an opportunity to help somebody change their life, and they don't have enough. And they, they set the appointment with me. I get there, and they don't have enough guts to open their daggone door and let me share w- what I came to share with them. Those were some frustrating times. Uh, but I would always listen to Ringo Starr. It don't come easy all the way home. So, what's yours? What's yours? What are the three songs that get you going, that get you focused and fired up? And of course, uh, how how do you how do you argue with uh, the theme from Rocky? I could, if I start talking about other songs, I will not shut up. So, I'm going to stop. Write down the three songs that get you going. Pause it, write it in your journal, in your notes, and we'll be right back. Number four question. What are your top three favorite motivational talks? Motivational talks. This is pretty easy for me. Uh, Number one, Art Williams. Just do it. Just do it. A.O. Williams, Art Williams. I love that. Number two, Biscuits, Fleas, and Pump Handles from Zig Ziglar. Uh, I wore three or four of those audio cassette tapes out. It's also available on YouTube. And then probably a newer one that I really like is a compilation called Hard Work Beats Talent. Uh, this, this one and many more you'll find over the videos over at puremotivation.com. But it's called Hard Work Beats Talent. I like that a lot. So what about you? Before we go on, um, what about movies? Let's just throw this in as a bonus. So we've, we've talked about videos, and I've shared with you three. 
what videos get you focused, get you excited, get you motivated. And then movies. Movies do it for me as well. I mean, uh, I love the movie Rocky. I love Rocky. Uh, probably my second, and name three, my second would probably be Hoosiers because I'm a big basketball fan. I don't like Indiana basketball at all, but I love that. I love that movie. And when Jimmy Chitwood says, I'll make it, Coach, gives me chills. I'll make it, Coach. And then third would be, without question, probably facing the Giants, especially uh, the death crawl scene from facing the Giants. I know that's been shown at many different network marketing events over the years. If you haven't seen that, I'll find the link for it. You've got to see that. So take a minute, write down the training videos and the movies that get you focused and fired up. And we'll come back with the last question after that. Actually, we don't have another. I don't guess we'll have another question. I just have a comment. And and that is really when you know you're with the right company at the right time in history, you know it. You have the right systems in place to build duplicating teams. Uh, You keep your big vision go in front of you every day. And you know how to motivate yourself to do the work every day. What can stop you from achieving your goals? Let, Let me ask you that again. When you know you're with the right company at the right time in history, you have the foundational systems in place that will create duplicating teams, and you have your big vision go in front of you. You're not here for a little side gig income. You're here to to make a, a positive impact on your family's legacy, and you know how to motivate yourself to do the work every day. What can stop you from achieving your goals? Absolutely nothing. You know, I had an advantage when I first started, as many of you heard. I mean, I've had the opportunity to listen to cassettes on a Walkman eight hours a day, and I turned my car into a university on wheels. I've talked about that in many podcasts. Today, my trips back and forth from Kentucky or wherever, I mean, I'm still listening to something that gets me focused and in a positive mindset, or it's it's on a specific topic that I'm learning as much as I can about at that time. You know, I made a New Year's resolution this year to stop watching the news, and it was one of the best decisions I have ever made. I am so thankful to have turned the news off this year. It's made a huge impact for me. And yes, I know the world's falling apart. Uh, politically, it's ridiculous. I mean, I've said on this podcast, I mean, I believe a civil war is inevitable. It's just a matter of when in the U.S. People have gone absolutely crazy. They're totally self-absorbed. They have no concept of what's best for all of us. It's all about my special agenda and my special group. And and it's just ridiculous. You know, they don't understand, you know, they just don't get it. And, and I, you know, sincerely from a, a spiritual standpoint, I, I believe we're in at the end times. I mean, I do. But 
But regardless, I'm going to enjoy my life every single day as motivated as I can be, as focused as I can be on a daily basis. I'm not going to waste, I'm not going to waste one minute of my time. I'm going to spend it with the people that I care about, love the most. I'm going to stay focused on my team members. I'm going to help people the very best of my ability and I'm going to enjoy every day. And I have no excuse not to be motivated in the process. I have no excuse not to be motivated in the process. And you know what? If you internalize what I share with you on this podcast and put it into practice every day, neither do you. Neither do you. You have no excuse not to be motivated during the process because now you have an arsenal written down of the songs, the movies, the visions, the, 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 the videos that give you energy. And when you need energy, you can show up for yourself. Jim Rohn says people sit around waiting for somebody to come around and fire them up. What if they don't show up? You don't have to worry about anybody showing up because in your notebook right now, in your journal, you've got the last key for many of you, I know, that you've been waiting for. The tendency for most is to hear common sense wisdom of the age's principles and agree with them and get fired up about them and then continue to do what we've always done the way we've always done it. But agreeing, agreeing with what you've heard without taking the time to implement them uh, over time, what happens, guys, if you don't take the time to implement what you've heard then hearing these concepts and ideas can become more detrimental to your success than if you'd never heard them at all. Knowledge without passionate, value-focused action leads to self-delusion. Make a commitment to put yourself into a state of focused motivation daily. Just do it for a week. Just take a week and, and start off preparing yourself to win the day every morning. Do it for a week and then decide if you want to do it for another week. At some point, the entire process starts to get easier. It gets easier. It gets easier. Activity becomes habit. The the right habits build your character and the right habits build businesses. And it's just really not that difficult because you do have total control. It's not about outside factors. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. You can continue to do what you've always done, or you can decide, you know, right now, this moment, to make a change or reinforce the changes you are already in the process of of making. Some of you are right in the process of growing, learning, becoming more every day, and today you can make the choice, I'm just going to reinforce what I've already started. At this time in history, I sincerely believe that I've shared with you the guaranteed formula. Guaranteed for unlocking the determination and motivation to win at network marketing. Dream big dreams. Connect with the right company at the right time in history, the right systems, and the right team culture. You can be with the right company, but if you're not with the right systems and the right team culture, you aren't going to fulfill your true upside potential. And understand how to motivate yourself every single day, every single morning, 
to do the work. That's the steps. Dream big dreams. Be with the right company at the right time in history. If you, don't, if you aren't, find it. You've got to find the right team and the right team culture that understand the, four, the five fundamentals and they have systems in place that can be duplicated by the masses and then understand how to motivate yourself and just go do the work. This is Dale Calvert. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week on another session of the MLM Success Podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.